Hello there. Welcome to the very first Sparker Rebellion to come to you in 2023. Happy New Year to all of you fine people, if indeed time does move the same way in your galaxy. And, uh, you know, it's all about the rotations and, you know, a lot of planets out there in the galaxy that don't follow the same timings. But, you know, here we do. So if you listen to this podcast here or anywhere on Earth, I appreciate you and wish you. A very happy new year. We are not going to be talking Andor. We are going to be back to the news. We are going to be talking a few different things, actually. A little bit about the Bad Batch. We're going to be talking about some Hot Toys stuff. And when I say Hot Toys, I don't mean toys of me and Gaz, even though they would be absolutely red hot. We're going to talk about Throne. We're going to talk about Mr. Mark Bloody Hamill. And we're going to talk about the Skeleton Crew. And I don't mean when one of me or Gaz goes away on holiday and leaves the other one holding the torch it's the actual bloody tv show so we're gonna dig into all of that in just one second and and before i bring gaz on i'm just gonna let you know that we are live streaming this over on patreon if you i don't know if you chuck us a quid or two just like our brand new actually not brand new our returning patron mr sean metzger you rejoined us over the last couple of weeks and you just like sean could be watching this live taping over on patreon for just three squid per month, which is well bloody worth it, isn't it? I'm not going to make the same example that everyone makes, which is for the price of a fancy coffee per month. That's old hat, all right? Old hat. For the price of a third of a kebab, you could be watching this live on Patreon. I'm just going to leave that there, sparkrebellion.com slash Patreon. And now it is time to bring on... The guy that puts the Yoda into Yoda Man, it is, of course, Gary Ellett. All right, dude. All right, dude. All right, dude. I don't know where you're buying your kebabs, but I want to buy some that are three quid. Um, yeah. Well, no, a third of a kebab because they're nine quid. Oh, okay. Three, six, yeah. nine. Yeah, I read Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Quid maths. Yeah. Yeah. I'll put Yazza's, nine quid. Get it in a okay. naan bread. Quid extra. A quid extra for the naan? Oh. Yeah. And they do it, they yeah. like wrap it for you as well. Do you get all the salad with yours or do you select certain bits of the salad? So you basically default is all the salad and you have to say, mm. Yaz, I don't want onions. And he's like, onions, you want garlic yeah. sauce? Why what's the default, Yaz? Like chili, right? <laughs> mm. Go on then, pop us a bit of garlic on, but not too much chili because I've got a early meeting <laughs> tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You the know. same is true for garlic bread. If you're going to have that with pizza or pasta or something. You've really got to be careful the next day. If you're having meetings with people, you know, still lingers a little bit. You have to be careful. I did it once. I uh, went for a curry. Went to a meeting and Kieran was just like, you absolutely stink. <laughs> I was like, so do you, but you've not had a curry, have you? Honest. Yeah. <laughs> State of you. Happy New Year, dude. I know we've done, it, we've done it off the air, but it's better to do it on the air. This is like our own Facebook stream. You know, like when your mum, right? She, she, it's your birthday, right? Your mum, she sends you a message, she rings you, she comes round to see you. Happy birthday. And then she's like, oh, happy, bir- on fa- happy birthday on Facebook. What have you done that for? Oh, so that people mean. know that she yeah. knows it's your birthday. It's ridiculous. So we'll do that if you want. Happy New Year, dude. Yeah, yeah. Happy New Year, dude. Happy New Year. We'll do it publicly. <laughs> Just to let everyone know that we, we wish each other well. 
do we in real life? I don't know. Don't know. Who knows these days? Doesn't matter, does it? Doesn't really. There is no well wishes. There are only wishes. Anybody? <laughs> That's very true. Yes. So, uh, you know, in this realm, anyway, uh, under this regime, uh, it will not leave <laughs> our stream. Come on, Nelson. So, come on, let's go. I've been barred from seeing you all. So well, let's go for a drink. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, I watched the Office Christmas special. The, I I, I realised this month. I think I tweeted it. The Office Christmas specials. The two oh, of yeah. them are my uh, my <laughs> favourite Christmas movie when put together. Mm. They just are. You know what I mean? They're cracking, aren't they? I think it's the best mix of um, of, of comedy and sort of pulling at the heartstrings mm. combo that I think Gervais and a merchant have done together. That that two part. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And it wouldn't work without the other two seasons, like all that, all the, the relationship that you've built up with them. You know, it's mm. badass. Yeah. It is badass. Hey, speaking of things that are badass, before we get into this episode, a, uh, there's a tenuous link between badass and bad batch because Gaz and I have been working on a little project, haven't we? We, we want to do more podcasts because we work in podcasting, so we get free hosting. and So you may as well use it, really. So... <laughs> We've been wanting to talk about all sorts of other geek stuff, as you may have, as you may have uh, noticed when we digress a little bit, just like this. But we've decided that we've got a, a little, a little idea for a little network all around nerd podcasting, and uh, we want to kind of focus Spark Rebellion a lot on the the news. You know, keeping you guys up to date with the news because you're busy like we are, and you know it's easy to lose touch with Star Wars because you're busy. You don't keep up with it. So we like to think this is your way of staying up to date with it. And uh, frankly. It's our excuse to stay up to date with it too. But we we want to we be able to deep dive on other things, such as Andor, like we did just before Christmas here on Spike Rebellion, but also on things like The Bad Batch, which is, is just out on, on season two on Disney Plus right now, three episodes in as we record this. So what we've done is we're going to spin up a new show. There's going to be a trailer for this dropping next week, and we're going we're gonna to create a brand new podcast within a network with Spike Rebellion, and it's going to be the Bad Batch Review Podcast. And what we're going to do is at the end of the Bad Batch Season 2, we're going to review the whole season. And then Season 3, we're going to do episode-by-episode episode reviews. But it's going to be on a separate show, and we'll drop the trailer into the Spark Rebellion podcast feed so you can get a flavor for it, you can get a feel for it. And it just means we can do more of this stuff. So we'll do the same with Andor, the same with anything else like Ahsoka that comes out. So it, it means that we're not bogging down the news or getting behind with the news. Plus, you get an extra Star Wars podcast to listen to and obviously it's all part of the same network and so on and so forth so look out for that we're going to put that trailer probably next week Gaz into the old Spark Rebellion feed indeedy yeah that'll drop um, probably mid next week yeah, yeah. let's say and Wednesday let's I think for that. the patrons as well we'll be recording them as we do with this so we'll do the live streams of the Bad Batch recordings you know like I said season 2 of, of the Bad Batch we'll do one one review of it right at the end but next, next year or, or whenever you know We'll do one episode per episode, so we'll be recording essentially twice per week, Spark or Rebellion one day, and probably that uh, that review episode uh, for whatever whatever is out. You know, Mando, whether it's a Ahsoka, whether it's bad, whatever, we'll stick them on a separate show, so there'll be a Mandalorian review, there'll be a Bad Batch review, there'll be an Ahsoka review podcast. So very exciting stuff, and uh, all the patrons get access to the live tapings of those as well, which is pretty cool, guys. It's very cool, mate. Yeah, because we had a little bit of a rejig as well, didn't we, with the old... Um with the old branding and the cover art and stuff for SOR. And at the mm. same time, we also launched the old, um, the very early uh, design and treatment for that, for the network that this stuff will fall into. So mm. it's exciting times. I like the it. The Nerd Podcasts Network. I'm still baffled that we got the Nerd Podcast domain name. 
That's crazy, man. It's oriental mental, mate. Remember Wasn't that, that long ago, like, either, was it? When did you register that? Like a year ago? Yeah, it was a while ago. Yeah. Nerdpodcast.com. Oof. Likey. Yeah, it's a good one. So we're gonna we'll link that all together. There'll be a website for it as well where you can get all the episodes for each of the shows. Uh, so it is going to be pretty cool. We've got a lot of ideas as well. It won't just be Star Wars. It's going to be a lot of nerd stuff, and it might not just be us that are hosting the show. So nerd podcast, very, very good. We'll keep you posted on that. Now let's get to the news. You know the old Sith set of bugger lugs? There's a lot of them, but they don't break for Christmas. Well, I'll tell you what. You know we've got that new show coming around, haven't we, called The Acolyte? You remember that? Mm, yeah, hey? Remember that? Yeah. Oh. Well, Screen Rant... They don't really rant that much. It's more like screen opinion. You know, if I was going to do a rebrand, that's what I'd call it. Or just screen stories. It's just news. It's a screen purposely news. ironic name. Oh, is that who it is? Probably. Ironic. Right, 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 right. Well, anyway, <laughs> so they've put out this, what is clearly an opinion piece, but there's nothing wrong with that. And it just basically says, we'll stick a link, obviously, in the show notes to this. Star Wars Sith TV show will complete its incredible prequels fix. Bit of a jump. But all it is, it's just going on and saying that, look, the Acolyte is going to be set in the High Republic era. Um, it says 100 years before the Phantom Menace. I don't think it will be. I think it's much closer than that. It, it, based on everything we've seen, I think it's going to be more like 20 years before because the High Republic ends pretty tight up to Phantom Menace. Well, where are they getting that from, though? That well, I don't years? know. Does it say that? It doesn't say that, does it? Is that a, a guesstimate or is that a... That's what we've been told. I think that is from... Uh, well, no, it does say it has since been confirmed the Acolyte will take place around 100 years before The Phantom Menace, which it might do, but I seem to remember right at the beginning Disney and or Lucasfilm coming out and saying it was going to be more at the very back end of The High Republic. Yeah, that's what I thought as well. So yeah. when you said 100 years, I was like, hmm, where they get that from? But Having said that, I mean, The High Republic, the, the original stories in The High Republic, they were 400 years before. Because Yoda's only 500, <laughs> kid. And there's a prequel series starting with Convergence, which I think is before that as well. So the High Republic's clearly a big old era, but so 100 years granted. But then, you know, anyway, I'll tell you what, let's carry on with the story because the <laughs> speculation is that it's there to enhance the stories of the Sith that we see throughout the prequel trilogy and beyond, which we know that works. We know that, you know, when they release supporting material around... Um, the Rise of Skywalker, that book that they did, Shadows of the Sith, it made the first half of Rise of Skywalker better, um, even though it still sucks. And all of the other books that we've seen, Brotherhood, made Obi-Wan better, and it made Revenge of the Sith better. So you you know what it's like. They fill these gaps, and it enhances the entire story. So the logic is, from Scream Rant, that this Acolyte series will make the Sith stories better in the prequels. And we all think, we all think this is going to be Darth Plagueis, uh, or... We know he's we know he's in canon, but or, or or someone else that is serving the purpose of Darth Plagueis. But I would be shocked if it wasn't a Darth Plagueis thing, and I would be shocked if there wasn't a Palpatine at least reference. Um, so, which then leads me back to that hundred year timeline. You know, if it's just Plagueis, then we're probably not going to get palps. If it's a hundred years before, if it's seventy years before, we might get palps. You know, so it's that kind of vibe. Um, so a couple of things for you, dude. I mean. There's not much to this story. It seems speculative. It's clearly clickbait stuff, but not in a bad way. It's not, you know, it's not hyperbolic stuff. It's just more opinion. Um, mm. If this is the case, dude, are you, pre are you pretty good with this? Are you on board with this? You, you know, how, how are you feeling about this acolyte overall? How are you, are you, 
how are you feeling compared to how you were with like Andor and now you've seen Andor, you know, the differences between what you expected and what we got. So, you know, where, where do you sit on this acolyte train at the minute, dude? Hmm. So I think this, I'm hoping anyway, that this is not going to be a mirror image of, of Andor because with Andor, we were a little bit, take it or leave it, I think in a run up to it. And, um, we were just like, oh yeah, yeah, he's a, he's a pretty sweet character from Rogue One, but is there enough substance there to flesh out an entire series? Like what they're going to, what they're going to be able to do with the character that doesn't make him just a, a glorified sort of bit of filler. And it turned out to be absolutely amazing. So I hope that this is not the other way around because um, we're really looking forward to this. I think the a, a dive into the more darker side of the Force and the Sith and everything, is, I think we've all been secretly crying out for that. Because although the whole thing with being a Jedi and Luke, the, the Skywalker saga and and all the all the stuff that feeds into the light side of the Force is all great and it's it, it's cool, but there's something to be said for just how badass a lot of the sith are um so i'm hoping that it doesn't end up being a bit of a flop because we are looking forward to it so uh, overall I'm, I'm i'm really looking forward to it i think um i think it has the potential to give us a lot more dark side stories in the future i think if this does well and people have an appetite for the whole sith background and how Certain characters like Plagueis and and um, and Palpatine actually got into um, or found their feet, should I say, and progress as a Sith. I think that we'll get some more stuff for that. But um, there's nothing to say as well that this hundred years before and everything is set in stone for the entire series. It could be that the first ep or two starts off in that time period, and then as we progress through, we get closer to the prequels. So it's nothing to say that the entire series is set 100 years before. It might just be a bit of exposition in those first steps, you know. So I'm very much looking forward to it, dude, to answer your question. I really want to see some dark side Sith stuff. We've not had enough of it. Simple as that. I agree, dude. I think just the lore of the Sith. We've seen a lot of the lore of the Jedi in the new canon. You know, we've not had lots of that um, since the extended mm. universe was... was um, was decimated, you know, all that all that old stuff is essentially gone, even though I'm sure a lot of it still exists in canon. Uh, and they'll bring a lot of those elements back, as they've done with a lot of other things. You, you're right, we've not seen that depth like we've seen with the Jedi. You know, they've had films, they've had even bloody episodes of Book of Boba Fett, you know, dedicated to them. So you're right, I, I agree, man. I think it'll be quite interesting, and it'll be... Um, it makes you wonder about some of the, uh, you know, some of the connections to the other sort of High Republic Jedi, you know, because they've started name dropping a lot of those in some of the more modern literature as well. So the Obi-Wan book, which uh, Padawan, which I finished uh, during Christmas, was it was uh, all a Jereni who was a, a, a wayfinder Jedi. She's like in all the, the books at the High Republic and, and she featured in this Padawan book, which was featuring Obi-Wan in that era. Um, and the same with Luke. We've seen like, I think Elzar Man and Stella, what's his name? I forget his name. Um, we've seen those two Jedi, I think, in the comics featuring Luke as he, as he seeks, you know, Jedi information. And we've we've not, well, you're right, we've not seen really anything to do with the Sith that's not Palpatine, not Darth Maul, um, and not Vader. I don't think, and du uh, Dooku. And, you know, I don't think we've seen that much. Um, no, right. Yeah. So I think it'd be quite interesting, man. And I, I, hopefully the production budgets are good. And if they do take that, 
if they take the approach that they took with Andor, rather than sensationalising it, you know, because it doesn't need to be full of cannon fodder as such, does it? It can be just a good story that is, you know, that's like Andor. It, it benefits from being separate enough that it doesn't need to rely on any canon stuff as such or any law that exists already. Uh, there's enough flexibility there. So it could be quite good, dude. Um, it could be quite good, which actually leads me on to the next story. So, you know, uh, so th basically this and Skeleton Crew are two TV shows. So we know we've got uh, Mandalorian, we've got Ahsoka, we've got The Bad Batch, we've got Book of Boba Fett and or Obi-Wan, all these TV shows. Um, this year we're pretty stacked with TV shows. We go straight from Bad Batch Season 2 into The Mandalorian in February. Um, that probably runs till May time, I would have thought. Maybe a little gap and then probably Ahsoka around August time, I would have thought. Um and then I would have thought something towards the back end of the year as well. Um, but there's been a bit of an update on, on the Skeleton Crew as well. So this is the Jude Law TV show that no one really knows that much about. And it looks like basically they were trying to finish their filming um, in 2022 and try and get released in 2023. Where it looks like now it's slipped a little bit. So it, there's, there's speculation. So the story out there um, at the minute that's flying around, which is actually we're quoting from the direct.com is basically just saying, um, are we going to see skeleton crew or are they going to take a little bit more time and release it in 2024? So it looks like, sorry, Mando is March 21st. Um, and it's a funny one because there's a lot of Star Wars, or there's a lot of Marvel stuff as well that gets slated for just not being quite up to standard these days on Disney+. Plus. Just it seems to be quantity over quality. Um, so there's basically speculation around when will we see the Acolyte? Because that is supposed to become um, a, a, a product of uh, filming and doing principal photography over the next few weeks and months. And apparently this skeleton crew will finish around the middle of this year as well when it comes to their filming, around May time this year. Um are we going to see any of them in 2023? You know, it, it, when you look at the the one show that they rushed, not rushed, but that they squeezed out the same year as they finished filming. So June 2021, they finished filming it. Later the same year, they pushed out the book of Boba Fett. It's regarded as the worst one of the lot. Let's be honest. Um, so again, not too much of a story, a little bit of speculation. We can see some dates shifting. Um, what what do you make of this? Are we going to see the Acolyte and Skeleton Crew, either of them in 2023? And, and and what's your view on, like, the speed at which they're putting these things out? You know, it's, I was thinking about it last night as I was watching Bad Batch. It's badass. It's brilliant because we're constantly on the Star Wars train. You know, we've never had it better. We can watch stuff that's Star Wars all of the time and it's all new stuff. But is that a good thing when it comes to these shows like this? So, yeah, what, what's your take on all this, dude? Yeah, I think it's, um, on one hand, we're very lucky, very fortunate. If you if you think about where we are, like you just said, there's a bit of a train going on where there's constant Star Wars coming all the time, which is amazing. But there, it does come with a, a kind of, um, it, it comes with an air of caution, I guess, in that if you try to do too much, then you end up just with quality suffering a little bit I, I would say and I think that's what we saw with the book of Boba Fett where you had these dudes that were very very eager to get this out in a particular time frame and so arguably the story suffered a little bit because of that now there's a th th that's a bit subjective I think because there's nothing to say that even if they'd spent an entire year on the book of Boba Fett would it have still come out 
with the same um, sort of quality and and mediocreism in in much of the episode um, content that we saw. So I think it's great that we that we're getting all this stuff, and I think I'm not really I'm not mad at the fact that anybody at Lucasfilm or Disney, whoever it is, is moving these things around a little bit because um, what we just talked about with the acolyte, where we've got some of this Sith. Um, story and, and backstory coming through just off the High Republic. I, I would say that the priority, no expert, I, I would say that the priority has to be on the Acolyte because the Bad Batch and the upcoming Mandalorian Season 3 and then Ahsoka are all going to be um, down the same path. All very Jedi-focused, all very, well, pretty much anyway. So to have the Skeleton Crew which is kind of... Uh, we don't know too much about it, do we, in terms of um, the the characters or the content. We just know that it's some kind of coming-of-age story, which is set at exactly the same time frame as The Mandalorian. So because of that, I don't think they need to worry too much about squeezing this in. So in terms of filming and pushing dates back and, and all that stuff, I'm not really too too mad at that dude because... If Mandalorian's March, you've got Bad Batch now, Mandalorian March, Ahsoka's coming, when's that, mid-year, I think it's coming? June, July time, I think, maybe August. And then we've also got um, the Acolyte to go in there as well. That's kind of cool. Not really mad at that. Plus, we've got a video game dropping, haven't we, in March as well? The Jedi Survivor game. So, yeah, we've got plenty of content coming. So the the skeleton crew is not like it's not like when um, Obi Wan was announced, and everyone just lost their shit because it's like oh my god that's going to be amazing, and then that sets like a huge level of expectation in terms of um, quality story, and we need to hit the launch window because everybody's bloody just you know going crazy for it. The skeleton crew show uh, there's just not as much not as much want for it. So yeah, I'm not mad at it, dude. If it has to shift, it has to shift in terms of. Um, actually filming the thing and getting it done and post-production and stuff it's probably best to move it anyway because like it or not book of boba fett didn't really do too great and you the only one you can only you can only report on what you've got and you know one of the only things you've got is the very tiny teeny production schedule so you don't want to repeat that in my humble opinion yeah it's a funny one because like in this battle for streaming services, like every everyone's after your 15 quid a month now, aren't they? So you can yeah. see why they do ramp all these things up and chuck them out all the time. Um, but it's, it's like, how far do you go before you damage something or people get fatigued with it? You know, because it was, I think even Lucasfilm or Disney or Kathleen or someone said, you know, people might be fatigued with Star Wars movies. And then they're sort of doing the same thing with, with the TV show. So I, yeah, what an odd situation to be in where you've got this sort of monster streaming service that you have to fill and where the two biggest sets of IP that you've got are the ones that are then going to be most critiqued as well. You know, I, I mean, say what we want about Star Wars and Kathleen and all that stuff, but it must be damn hard to get it right. Oh, definitely. Bloody hell. I, Yeah. Obviously, it's probably, I don't know, 60 grand a year. And a car. <laughs> but even so, the pressure that comes with that is like, you know, because what do you do? Because it's not like, um, it's not like you make a, a slight change and, you know, things happen. When you make a slight change with 
Star Wars, you've got millions of Star Wars fans on your back immediately. Yeah. So that can't be easy to do. And um, I don't know, like around the dinner table at night, it's like, oh, it must be a nice problem for you to have. You know, <laughs> what Star Wars show are you going to film this year? Oh, terrible. But, you know, the other way of thinking about it, like you said, like, what do you do? What What do you do with mm. dodging fatigue, but you still need to keep the peeps happy, you know? So, yeah. Uh, I'm on the fence with that, though. I'll have so many splinters in my ass over that, dude. Because people are like, Gaz, what, what are we doing? Are we doing the skeleton crew or not? I'm like, I don't... Just go, leave me alone. God, I'm playing Jedi Survivor. Leave it. God, let's just go smile on now. Yeah, go out there. Tell them lot, yeah? They've still got a job. We're still going to be filming. It's all good. Think about the bad (laughs) I don't know, man. Are you even bothered about the skeleton? This uh, I keep saying the skeleton crew. That's inaccurate. Very sorry. Are you even bothered about skeleton crew at this point, dude? I'm not because I don't know anything about it. And Jude Law is just Jude Law, isn't it? Big forehead. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. It's weird because it's. I'm not, but I'm almost. I'm almost giving it a bit of a reprieve. Because of Andor, because I weren't fussed about Andor, like you said earlier, it was like, we didn't know anything about it, we weren't really that fussed about it, we were pretty ambivalent, and, uh, and then it comes along and you're like, damn, you know, so it's, uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not fussed about it, but it, I, I'm not going to do what everyone online goes, which is, eh, I'll be missing this one, like, who cares, you know, <laughs> Diggle 76 on superior <laughs> comments, you know, no, Kathleen's going to be good. <laughs> So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not excited by it, but at the same time, I'm not like, oh, I don't care about it because of what happened with Andor, you know? So that, yeah. And I would imagine you're the same. I would imagine it's sort of a, you know, I will certainly watch it, but I'll, I'm not going to trip over myself and, you know, talk about it every week, like we did with like Obi-Wan or any of that, you know? And I think that's maybe the benefit of some of these newer shows that they can stand alone a little bit. Um, that's probably a good thing because there's no, I think like with Andor, there was no expectation. Exactly. Yeah, there was no, um, it was the opposite to Obi-Wan. With Obi-Wan, it was, um, everybody knows the character intimately and, and all that stuff. So everyone was clamoring so much to get it, which is why you put yourself under pressure with a launch window. But with Skeleton Crew, I don't think anyone's, because there's been no trailer or nothing about it, I don't think anyone's too bothered. Oh, Calf's not losing any sleep anyway. She's not first. Hey, speaking of Obi-Wan, um, you remember a while ago we ordered those, uh, I ordered, because I'm an idiot, that Star Wars uh, Anakin and Darth Vader, you know, mash-up, big sideshow collectibles, bad boy, and the Obi-Wan series bad boy statue toy, and I was like, I've got, I'm done now. I'm done. <laughs> That's it. Well, all it is. <laughs> so, <laughs> all it is. All it right? is. It's annoying. Because Hot Toys have now released through Sideshow uh, uh, the old general Obi-Wan Kenobi in his Clone Wars armor, but it's not the Clone Wars animation style statue. It's a photorealistic Ewan McGregor in the Generalissimo outfit with his Clone Wars armor on, with a clone trooper helmet and with a hologram of Anakin. Mm. For fuck's sake. <laughs> this looks mint. Two hundred and seventy-nine bucks. It looks mint. It looks great, doesn't it? Yeah. Oh my god. See, see, I didn't jump the gun. I stay when you and I were 
I'm a fanboy in a little bit. Listener, I'm going to paint you a scene very quickly. Mm-hmm. I can't remember which one of us said it. Maybe it was a story we even spoke about on the show, I can't remember, but we saw this Darth Vader pop up. It looks so good from Sideshow. Long story short, about 12 minutes later, we'd both pre-ordered it. Oh, did you order it as well? I can't remember Job if done. you did. Yeah, dude, yeah. Pre-ordered it. And then I think the time frame escapes me, but maybe within an hour or a day or a week, no longer than that, old Marco says, dude, I've got the Obi-Wan to go with it. Of course I have. Jump the gun. And now look. Now look. Now the problem is, you see, I'd want that Obi-Wan as well with the rocks. But, so the thing that annoys, mm. annoys me with this one is, the Anakin that I've wanted for years has been that Clone Wars one. You know, where he's in his armour and it's photorealistic Hayden Christensen. I've wanted that for years. Every time I go to Forbidden Planet, I'm like, I'm going to buy that one out of that case. And I never do. <laughs> and now, they've done this. So I could put them next to each other. You could. Yeah. Jesus. No, no Nandos for a couple of weeks, but... Oh, I'm gutted by it. I'm gutted. So I might, yeah, this is another one that I might, 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 might judge. I'm going to probably end up doing this. And but the problem is I've got no room. That is a problem. You know I'm going to wait, actually. I'm going to not be impulsive. I'm going to wait. Because you'll be able to get it in Forbidden Planet in like three years time. Yeah, I think so. And I think, yeah, there'll be a dozen UK websites who have, who have picked up some stock or even uh, just head over to uh, one of the various toy fairs or cons, whatever. They're normally uh, selling it for a good price. So it does look nice though, dude. And there's one particular photo that they popped on there. It's a close-up of his face and they've really got the... In it. Every little blemish and mole and, yeah, the uh, asymmetry on the beard and stuff. It looks really good. They've they've outdone themselves. Yeah. Oh, it does. And I can just see it alongside the Anakin one, (laughs) you know. Well, there's a picture of those two. You can't That's see Anakin that clearly, but they're back to back. I think. Oh, yeah. I reckon I'm probably going to wait for the old, <laughs> uh, the other other two to come, and then see what the deal is. Like, what's the delivery on this one? When's the release date of it? Right. So it's Jan 24 to June 24. So we've got time because the Obi Wan and Vader ones that we got, they're October to Jan next year. So we got yeah. a bit of time. Yeah. 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 You'll be all right, dude. Yeah, Damn and then it. something else will launch, and you'll be like, "Oh, here we go, here we go." Damn yeah. it! They'll have the Yoda that matches this set, and probably uh. Cody or or Rex, and you'll be like, "Oh, for f- sake!" Mm. Yeah, good lord. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, anyway, we might pick some of those up, and uh, <laughs> we, we 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 might do, we might bloody do, but uh, we're going to talk about the Bad Batch. Um, I, there's a lot to talk about with the Bad Batch when we do the review show. All I will say is spoilers coming up. Spoilers mm. coming up. Bloody Commander Cody, look at him. <laughs> Shall we leave this story for our Bad Batch chat? Well, it's quite a nice one to throw in. Mainly just, yeah, I don't think we should cover it too much, but it's basically the guys who run the show over at the Bad Batch have done an interview just talking about how it relates to Andor and Obi-Wan and the basic said it doesn't because it's too early. And uh, the reason I just wanted to mention it, though, because I thought it was quite interesting at this point, was um, there's a lot of stuff in the Bad Batch that is just on the segue between Empire and, uh, sorry, Republic and Empire. And it's that transitional period, which is fascinating. The one thing they mentioned, because we've seen it in uh, Andor, was the Senate pods and how they redesigned the Bad Batch Senate pods 
to show like the evolution of what we saw in Revenge of the Sith through to what we see in Andor, which is the branded Empire badged big pods, you know? Mm. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's quite interesting. I, I, I think the reason I wanted to mention this was just from your perspective, you know, from a design eye perspective, like it, there must be a lot goes on behind the scenes there that people don't necessarily realize is going on to make sure there's that continuity in design and, and almost the evolution in design, like with the clone helmets, you know, you see those developing. Um, that, that I suppose you've got to be, be quite specifically interested in that sort of stuff, but it's quite fascinating to think someone's considering that stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it's almost like there's a um, you know, the story group that oversees all of the continuity between, um, well, well, everything. Um, uh, there's there's a similar thing for the design side of stuff throughout all of Star Wars, and it it covers all the mediums, so um, uh, video games, films, and TV, everything. And um, who's the guy? Who's the guy that heads it up? Uh, Dougie, old Dougie, what's his name? Um, Doug Chang. Um, he's the dude normally, I think he's been at Lucasfilm for like 25 years or something like that, nearly 30 years, something like that. And he's um, he's executive creative director. So him and his team, I think they're the guys that hire all the concept artists and they work on all this stuff. And they also keep a close eye on the timeline and, and all that stuff. So all of those tiny details that you see, not just with the Senate pods, but also things like, transportation like what does the what do this down to the mine usually like the side plates on one of the carriers troop carriers what does that look like in this show in this time frame versus over here and little details on like stormtrooper everything everything dude so it's almost um it's almost like dream job stuff like for designers and stuff because um it's uh it's just such a like you know that you've got like a, a north star for all of your designers who are working on that stuff, um, in terms of somebody just going nuts and, and and just doing what they want essentially, as long as it kind of looks Star Warsy. You know that's definitely not the 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 mo there. So yeah, dude, that there's so many hours worth of discussions and concept art and all that stuff that nobody sees. So the end product that you see on screen is is uh, is the culmination of all that. So. Yes, loads that goes on that we don't even know about. Yeah, I love that. And it's what keeps the aesthetic up and it's what, but I think it's that evolution as well. Mm. You know, when you've got to show that it's one faction changing to another faction and then the, you know, the fall of that faction to a new Republic and how you balance the shades of the old Republic with what you've got left over from the Empire while forging a new Republic. And it, it there's so much of that that is fascinating, man. I think it's um, often an undervalued or not undervalued, but underappreciated you know, yeah. skill set and, and, and part of the process. Um, right, let's switch gears a little bit to Thrawn. And I don't know about this, just making StarWars.net, right? They put a story out. So um, basically, it's quite hard to sort of get this one across because making Star Wars has is, is, is got this story um, saying that the stormtroopers that we're going to see serving Thrawn five years after the demise of the Empire in Ahsoka, or whenever that is set, we assume it's the same time as the Mando, because she appeared and was chasing Thrawn, um, are going to be what are essentially Kintsugi stormtroopers. So Kintsugi is, is it's, it's 
it's the Japanese art of fixing things with the gold and the silver threads, you know, so if a plate breaks and they fix it, it's that whole, you can never repair it and make it how it was. Instead, it can be something new and beautiful. And it's this, you know, the idea that Kylo Ren uh, used, or it was the inspiration of Kylo, Kylo Ren's helmet in, in Rise of Skywalker and so on. Um, so this is why, this is where it becomes quite hard to report on this one because um, <laughs> this website is essentially speculating that we will see stormtroopers that have that um, style and this will be, you know, their, their, their armor will be repaired in this Kintsugi style, which is relative to Thrawn and that they will be hunting Ahsoka and Ezra and so on and so forth. Um, but, and this is, I think, is what's interesting is there's lots of different links in this article to like, Thrawn is Lars Mikkelsen and, you know, here's what's going to happen in the plot. And like, is all this speculation or have I missed a load of stuff that's been confirmed? Like, no, you haven't, mate. No, this right, is just, okay. um, yeah, word of mouth. But there's like 10 stories that are all like word <laughs> of mouth, isn't it? You know, I'm not getting that wrong. They're all, all the things that they're linking to are just other things that they've thought this would be cool. Yeah, yeah. This is just a, um, this is just a, uh, Lucasfilm not saying any of this stuff, as in mm. like stormtroopers looking a certain way, and it, it, it's it's just piecing together bits of the lore and different narratives, some different stories and stuff. I think, and um, and trying to like put their best foot forward, as if to say, right, well, these stormtroopers that are going to be serving Thrawn or um or whoever it is, um, who's the other dude, the other dude that's uh, mm -hmm. that's going to be doing, you know who I mean. Um, you know what's what? What are they going to be? You know what their what's their armor going to look like? Because they can't they can't look like standard stormtroopers. You know mm -hmm. they have to look like something else. So is this the is this the thing? So um, yeah, yeah. Uh, and are they? You know, is it a Cerisian thing? That's is the same not? metal, isn't it? The armor, yeah. iron. Yeah. yeah, and then the um, and the uh, the Night Sisters play into this as well. So it's a bit of sort of. Crossover with the the Clone Wars and stuff, but apparently um, different Night Sisters. Um, yeah, resurrected. so it's the ones that, um, yeah, the, yeah, the resurrected stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's all a bit weird that because yeah, Lars Mikkelsen portrayed Thrawn in, uh, you know, he did the the voice in Rebels, but mm -hmm. like, I just can't imagine. All right, hear me out. So you're hunting him down, you're hunting Thrawn down, you find him. You're like, right, you, you bugalugs, where have you been? And hang on, why do you look like that fella that built the Death Star? <laughs> I'm like, what, what do you mean? Like, you look exactly like him, but you're blue. Just coincidence. <laughs> Did your mum ever go to any nightclubs over in the Chess Ascendancy? Wow. That's... Doesn't matter about that, does it? You know, what she did in her younger days makes no odds. Yeah? Not saying I have or have not got a brother, but there's a reason that we both work for the Empire. Nepotism. I'll get you a job, little brother. Come and design <laughs> this Death Star for me. That's it. Makes you wonder. So that mm. for that reason alone, I don't think Lars Mikkelsen's going to play Thorn, Thrawn. Because then everyone will be like, looks just like it. Yeah. Looks like Galen so Of course, yeah. And it's too much of a head-scratcher to deal with. Mm. It, it just creates too many... 
it creates too much rubbish within within fandom to even bother trying to trying to deal with it because it's okay when other franchises do it to a degree you know like when you do the multiverse stuff you know when um what spider-man film at the end and you had um jameson pop up and you're like hold on you're in the other spider-man stuff what are you doing in this one and then you sort of write in some sort of multiverse stuff but you can't really do that with star wars star wars doesn't have the whole oh it's the same dude but he's just playing a different dude in this bit so just ignore the other but you can't do that no you know so yeah everyone will just be straight away oh that's the guy from from the thing what are you doing here and not Not because because i don't yeah so yeah i agree it would be too much of a too much of a thing Mm. so yeah i don't disagree with this article i I think we will see different looking stormtroopers and different Mm. vibes and all that but hmm it's too much of a it's it's just I think it's just nice as a bit of a ground lay thing because mm-hmm. I think in however many months or years that they might even you know we start to see any of this thing any of this stuff come to fruition we can sort of think back and oh yeah that was that article we spoke about the article with the with the stormtroopers and the and the kintsugi stuff so yeah I like the idea of it though I, I love the idea of um yeah of this stuff yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree it's uh. I just wonder if we'll see something chiss-oriented, you know, whether he's going to really have stormtroopers, you know, where did he get them from, you know? Yeah. It, did he did he find himself out of the unknown regions and it was the chiss that found him and, you know, a little bit like uh, Eli, uh, yeah, Eli, uh, the ensign that he had in the Ascendancy books in the new canon, you know, did he, uh, did Ezra become an adopted sort of chiss or what, you know, there's going to be some twists, I don't think it's just... Ezra and Thrawn, good and bad. I think we might see the whole, well, actually, they've managed to get on for 20 years because they had to. Yeah, lost together. Yeah, Yeah. so I do wonder about that. And I wonder if it's the chess and we're going to see more of the chess because of that time frame. And I don't know, we'll see anyway. Uh, we will see. Anyway, this is one, this next story is right up your street, dude. Ubisoft, um, the, the open world Star Wars game. Remember that one? I'm not really... Uh, Mm. Had much about that one. Um, yeah. For a while, actually. When was the last time we had something about that one? Oh, it's a few months ago now. At least yeah. three, maybe four months ago. Yeah. Yeah, it was It was, It was. was a while. What was the one that we got? This is not that one, is it? The one that we got the Doom teaser for? No, that was... Um, that was the other game that's now been kind of slammed into hiatus. Um Eclipse, Star Wars Eclipse. Oh, that was it. Yeah, that was it. That had a proper trailer, but that's yeah. That was know. it. Mm, well, not this one. there's not much to this one anyway. Um, so Julian Geraghty, um, who is uh, on the creative side at Ubisoft, he, he, he put a bit of a random tweet out basically um, on New Year's Day, just saying Happy New Year. Um, 23 is going to be used for us. Join the adventure, Star Wars, big picture, Star Wars, with the logos, Ubisoft, Massive, and Lucasfilm. Um, so really, we don't know anything about this. Don't we? we don't know the name of it. It's got the hashtag Massive Star Wars, which is clearly you know a reference to one of the studios. Um, I mean, we've got Jedi Fallen Order coming. I can't see them in two Star Wars games this year. Yeah, this one. I don't think this is going to land this year at all, mate. I think nah, this is I still. Um, no, I think this year we've got. Just Jedi Survivor, and then 
a couple of mobile games from Star Wars. Yeah. I don't think there's anything coming. But I did see some something, I think it was on Reddit, I think, about this, where somebody had somebody had leaked some early specs for the game. And apparently it's gonna be like um a little bit like um not just an open world where you go to a planet and you can you know explore like a, a huge map apparently it's going to be a bit like this upcoming game from uh, i think it's called starfield the same dudes that make skyrim and all that lot um so apparently it's going to be like that where you can hop in a ship and you can bugger off to half a dozen different planets and really sort of dive into the, the entire world as you see fit so you you create your character and then you go off and, and do that so it's got this really apparently this is not confirmed but apparently it's got a massive story mm. narrative that runs through it and then on top of that you've got your usual stuff you know like side quests and, and all mm-hmm. that stuff so apparently it's now um like uh foot down everyone's hands on deck because this studio's made two or three games concurrently and i think now 2023 is again apparently the year where the bulk of the the development work and everything takes place so it's good that somebody who's actually involved in the project has tweeted something out because we've had nothing like you said it was announced we don't even know the name anything like that and it's been quiet so unlike the other game you mentioned um eclipse which did kind of launch a big fanfare it's like here's a really cool high-res trailer here's what the game's gonna look like there was even a proper website for it i don't know if that's still up or not and um but that sort of faded away i don't know what's happened to that so yeah with this one that was announced with nothing but just just the star wars logo and a couple of other logos at least now we know that somebody's actually putting stuff out into the public so yeah speaking of putting stuff out into the public he's back the hammer later <laughs> to wrap up hammer this later. new year new us <laughs> ah, it's not new year new us new year same old us yeah too bloody fast sometimes the hammer later is doing what he does best he's getting back on the twitter train and uh five years believe it or not in december that just passed since the last jedi um Crikey. it's insane isn't it mm. eight years this year in december eight years since force awakens we're coming up to that 10 year mark where you keep asking me like do you reckon in 10 years people will look back on it <laughs> and uh, view them differently <laughs> makes you wonder because it happened with the phantom menace 2009 mm-hmm. you know people mm-hmm. were thinking oh there we go we shall bloody see however um obviously we know we know all the all the guff all that went on with the last jedi i like it although that ryan johnson tried to do something a bit different break the formula and uh i have seen a lot of people recently you know saying I've rewatched it and I like it. Um, so quite interesting. But basically, we've got a Twitter user, um, uh, Fluke Skywalker, one Luke Fly- Fluke Skywalker. It's really hard to say. Uh, and he's basically just asked. Um, it's the fifth anniversary of the Last Jedi. Do you got any? Have you got any anecdotes? Um, have you changed your mind about what you said and about the film? Would you have done anything differently? Blah blah blah. And he's just he's Hamill's been cryptic as ever, um, and just said not really any anecdotes. Yes. I've changed my mind a little and, mm, you know, yes, I would have done things differently. Um, so, I mean, there's, I think this probably, it's, there's not much news here, but I think it's reflective of um, uh, uh, some people in the Star Wars fandom and the way that they think of it. I think that's why it's a pertinent story is that um, 
through the lens of time and the lens of the rise of Skywalker, you know, I think it is. It's, it was easy at the time to criticize the Last Jedi because it was a lot different. Um, I hated it the first time I saw it and really enjoyed it the second time I saw it. Um, and it, it's, I'm not, you know, I can see why people loved it and I can see why people hated it. You know, I really can. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it suffered for me. For me, it suffered with the Dark Knight Rises syndrome. And it's, I think this is the same thing that Mark Hamill said. You know. A Luke Skywalker wouldn't give up and he's even said in, 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 in the past and this is quoted in the article as well you know maybe it'd have taken a year out <laughs> <laughs> maybe it'd have taken Gap a year out and tried to figure his shit out and mm. uh, he'd have come back and tried to help you know which based on everything that we know and we've read about the character you've got to say that Mark Hamill probably got a decent decent handle on the characterization there uh, and they did the same with Batman in the Dark Knight Rises ain't no way Batman's quitting over a woman <laughs> no way that goes Not against today. 70 years of Batman mm-hmm. um, if anything yeah. he just gets more Batman because <laughs> of it you know yeah. it, it, yeah. always it, every time anything like that happens um, so like I said not much of a story there dude but I think it's just pertinent to that reflection that a lot of people are going through right now with The Last Jedi. So what, what, what are your views on this? You know, where do you sit with this? You know, what, what, uh, what's your reflective view on The Last Jedi and, and what Mark Hamill's saying? Hmm, it's a tricky one, The Last Jedi, because you cannot deny that it's got some great stuff in it. It's, um, you know, it's not, a, it's not a terrible film and it's not a terrible Star Wars film. It just grinds up against... You know, it's got friction there with what everybody's used to in terms of like their, you know, and everyone's different, you know, what you consider to be very Star Warsy, quote unquote, someone else might not. And that's, I think, why it's such a, a divisive film. Um, and I, th- I think it's out of all nine films, I think it's the one that I've watched the least, to be honest with you, out of all of them. Whenever I've done a, a rewatch, I'm like, oh, okay, I think I've watched it maybe four times since it came out nearly five years ago. So, um, and every time I watch it, I th- I think I creep a little bit more into the, oh, okay, that's not as bad as what everybody lost their shit over. Is, you know, I, I don't think it's that bad. But Mark Hamill's response is very telling because he doesn't really go into much detail, like you said, about um, anything specifically changing. He just keeps it kind of vague. He's like, you know, not really a little, yes, you're welcome. You know, so I think that's just him essentially not being rude and saying, uh, whatever, no, see ya. <laughs> I think he's trying to be a little bit more polite than that. But um, yeah, I mean, the only thing that comes into my mind with this is it must have been really difficult for him to have played that and not agree at the time that it was the right thing. That must have been the most sort of weird thing. Like it's like with any of us, if you're forced to do something, even if someone's telling you, don't worry, the end product's going to be the, the shit, don't worry, it's going to be cool. In your heart, if you know, like, oh, I just can't, that must have been so hard for him. So maybe that's why he's cryptic and doesn't want to go into too much detail because it's like, that shit was hard first time around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not going through that again. So, yeah, in terms of the film itself, I don't hate it. I don't mind it. I certainly don't think it's as bad as everybody, you know, all the, it made me fall out of love with Star Wars, you know, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever. But yeah, maybe I just need to watch it a few more times. It's, yeah. it's an interesting, I think it's that characterizational loop that got most people. And I do agree with that to a degree. And, and it's, yeah, yeah, because we, and I think there's also a frustration because we just never got to see Luke in his prime. We just never got to see him cut loose apart from in Mando. 
we just and that's why that went nuts. Mm-hmm. We never got to see him do it, and we had such a chance. Um, and we, yeah. we, you know, granted, his 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 use of the force at the end is, you know, unparalleled across everything that we've ever seen in the current canon. But it's not visually unparalleled. You know, we've not mm-hmm. when you when you to, to look at the lore of the force. You're like, Holy shit! Yeah, no wonder it killed him. But you know that that in 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 the context of the canon is huge. The projection is massive, but like it didn't look badass. You know, it was great to see him going out and facing off. And I remember sitting in the cinema thinking, "This is it; it's all going to kick off," <laughs> and it just didn't. Um, so I think there's a lot of frustration from people our age with that as well. And 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 we've also got to think, I think as well, that um, probably two things like. Hamill's working now. He's doing Star Wars again, let's be honest. So you're not, you're not going to want to piss people off too much. And the, the, the third thing is is that he, or, or, or Luke, was, um, I suppose he was, he, he would have, been, his story would have been made better if the Rise of Skywalker had a lent into what Last Jedi would have done. And we've said this before, Last Jedi, mm. Rise of Skywalker, lent on nothing that came before it. It's like they tried to squeeze a trilogy into one film and they forgot The Force Awakens. They forgot The Last Jedi. Literally, those two movies don't need to have happened for The, the, the Rise of Skywalker to happen. All you need is in the crawl, Luke Skywalker is dead. And that gets you around that bit. Mm-hmm. And it, so it's, it's yeah. such a shame. So I don't know, there's a lot of frustration, I think, from people there. Um, yeah, there's loads to talk about as well. We haven't got time yeah. now, but there on is. another episode or something, we'll talk about that because I've got a lot of thoughts on why Ryan Johnson wrote that for Luke that way. So yeah. lots to unpack there. Yeah. No, we should do that. We'll do that as a bonus episode or something. Mm. Yeah, that'd be cool. Cool. Yeah. Wicked, wicked. All right, team, it is time to wrap up for the first episode of 2023. Thank you so much for joining us. It's always a pleasure. Guys, it's good to have been back chatting and shooting the breeze about Star Wars. As always, we will be back next week with more news. And we're going to be dropping the trailer for the Bad Batch review series that we're going to be doing. Remember, that will be a separate podcast. You will be able to follow and or subscribe, depending on your vernacular, depending on depending on your, on your app. You'll be able to follow and subscribe when we put the trailer out. So that means the second that we release the review episodes, you will get them piped into your bloody earlugs and we are going to be back next week with more of the news big shout out to our current patrons uh, our returning patron Mr Sean Metzger and uh, wonderful happy new year just coming over on Patreon from our great friend Kevin so happy new year sir good to see you and glad to be back as always glad you're enjoying the High Republic audiobooks we love them too so we're going to be back next week thank you so much it's uh, well it's good night from me Oh, it's a good night from you as well, I guess. <laughs> Thank you very much, dude. Yeah, it's been great to hop back in the saddle, as it were, and talk about Star Wars. I've missed, I've really missed having catch-ups and talk about Star Wars on a weekly basis. So that was 182. Thank you very much. We'll be back, as Mark said, next week for 183. Until then, no, thank you, uh, Echo, Mark's thoughts on the Patreons and stuff. Thank you very much to you guys. We love you guys. We'll be back next week for 183. So until then, take care of yourselves and may the Force be with you always. <laughs>